0: Wlirfm Hampton Bays, the rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on seventy-seven WABC.
1: Welcome to the seventy-seven WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know.
0: The top five at five.
1: Ukraine's President Zelensky thinks President Biden should visit their war-torn country in person, despite the administration's insistence he won't do so. The presidential and vice presidential couples, they've released their tax returns, showing both couples gave less to charity than others in their particular tax brackets. New York's governor told the Cats Roundtable she will not shut down New York, despite variants of COVID-19 spiking around the state. Police say repeat offenders are solely responsible for the majority crimes on the Upper East Side, where crime's up 37 percent. It appears Elon Musk's $43 billion takeover bid of Twitter is being rejected by Twitter's board. Musk tweeting about it over the weekend. Here's your top five at five. Pressure is mounting on U.S. President Joe Biden to visit war-torn Ukraine in person. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky and Foreign Minister Dmitry Kaliba on Sunday both expressed an interest in having Biden visit war-torn Ukraine. Biden's uh, administration, though, is considering sending a senior official to Ukraine. Zelensky told CNN's State of the Union.
2: The assistance from the United States, led by President Biden,
0: and they are doing it again today. But there will never be enough. Enough isn't possible. There is a full-scale war ongoing today, so we still need a lot more than what we have today.
1: The U.S. has ramped up lethal military aid as Russia looks to focus its efforts in eastern Ukraine and seize the southern port city of Mariupol. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson, for example, visited the war-torn country earlier this month. Other world leaders have visited as well. 2021 tax returns for both the presidential and vice presidential couples were released on Friday. Their returns show each gave less to charity than the average taxpayer for their level of earnings. The president and first lady, Jill Biden, reported federal adjusted gross income of $610,702 last year. They paid $183,925 in federal and state income taxes. The Bidens gave $17,394 to charity. That's about 2.8% of their income. Vice President Kamala Harris and her husband, Doug Emhoff's 2021 federal income tax return, showed a federal adjusted gross income of $1,655,563. The couple paid $523,371 in federal income taxes, They contributed $22,100 to charity last year, which at 1.3% is far less than half the average donation for earners in that bracket. Well, despite a spike in COVID subvariants, New York's Governor Kathy Hochul has promised no new COVID-19 shutdowns, similar to the ones that crippled New York City at the height of the viral pandemic. Former Governor Cuomo issued a 100% closure of non-essential businesses in the first quarter of 2020. Here's Governor Hochul on the Cats Roundtable, hosted by 77 WABC owner John Katsimatidis. It is coming back. I hate to say that. And I said as governor, I'm going to protect the health of New Yorkers, but I'm also protecting the economy. I'm not going to shut it down again. You can count on that. But we are seeing an increase in cases, and people are getting anxious, and that might affect whether people come at this time. The five boroughs are currently considered a low risk for community spread. Health officials say the new subvariant of Omicron, BA2, as of Wednesday accounted for about 80% of the state's infections. A few dozen career criminals known to the NYPD are responsible for a lion's share of the thefts across the Upper East Side of Manhattan. According to the 19th Precinct Commander, Melissa Eager, 41 repeat offenders are responsible for 147 thefts across the upscale neighborhood. Here's actor Michael Rappaport confronting a shoplifter at a Rite Aid on the Upper East Side earlier this year. This guy just
0: filled his two bags up with everything in Rite Aid right here on 80th and 1st Avenue he's walking down the street like is Gucci. Look at me in my face like what's good. He's I was watching him the whole time.
1: Major crimes in the 19th precinct from East 59th Street to East 96 are up 37 percent from last year. In 2022, the precinct has recorded 402 grand larcenies. That's up 42%. 950 petty larcenies, up 52%. 57 robberies, that's up 46%. And 35 car thefts, that's up 52%. Police say two recidivists, 42-year-old Michelle McKelly. A shoplifter has 96 prior shoplifting arrests. 39 year old Jamel Pringle, who's uh, also a shoplifter, allegedly has 167 arrests. Twitter's board Friday moved to shore up defenses against Elon Musk's hostile takeover bit of Twitter. Musk in turn launched a series of tweets critical of the board over the weekend. Podcast host Joe Rogan commented on Musk's move to take over Twitter.
0: He's concerned about censorship. He said freedom of speech is someone you don't like – excuse me. Freedom of speech is someone you don't like saying something you don't want to hear. He goes, they have to have that right.
1: Musk, the world's richest man and CEO of Tesla, has offered to buy Twitter for $54.20 a share. That's an approximately $43 billion with a B valuation on the company on Friday. The board announced it had adopted a poison pill measure, which would allow them to sell stock and dilute Musk's ownership. Musk currently owns a 9.2% stake in the company. It is a signal that the Twitter board has little interest in accepting Musk's proposal to take over the company for $43 billion. Your forecast from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center. Increasing clouds throughout the day are high near 54. We have a 30% chance of rain after 4 p.m. The overnight low is 42 with rain. Rain likely tomorrow till about 8 in the morning. Then it clears, turning partly sunny with a high near 54. Right now, 38 degrees, mostly clear skies here in Manhattan. A majority of Republican respondents to a new poll believe the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol was an act of patriotism. Both sides, Republicans and Democrats, agree the U.S. and its democracy are in a dire state, though. That according to this new poll published by the New Republic late last week. 74% of respondents say the American political system is threatened. Here's Wyoming Representative Liz Cheney on CNN. I think what we have seen is a massive and well-organized and well-planned effort that used multiple tools to try to overturn an election. 57% of GOP voters believe the Capitol riot was an act of patriotism rather than an insurrection. 42% view it negatively. More GOP voters are afraid Democrats will commit election fraud and try to overturn results in which their presidential nominee doesn't win, whereas Democrats are concerned the GOP will try to overturn an election and believe Republican-led red states' voter security laws are threatening democracy. Special Counsel John Durham said in a court filing which was posted on Saturday that the CIA concluded in early 2017 that Clinton campaign attorney Michael Sussman's dirt tying President Trump to Russia was not technically plausible. Durham said Sussman met with a second government agency in February 2017 and presented evidence purportedly linking Mr. Trump to Russia. Although Durham didn't name the agency, reports confirmed that Sussman met with the CIA around that time. Here's former U.S. Attorney General Bill Barr commenting on the case on Fox News last month.
0: When I left, my impression was it was not a CIA issue. It was an FBI issue in terms of government agencies. And obviously, uh, based on public reports, Durham is looking at the role that the Clinton campaign and her operatives uh, played in getting this thing rolling.
1: According to the court filing during the meeting, Sussman presented the CIA with accusations of a secret communication channel between the Trump organization and Russia's Alpha Bank. Sussman's trial begins May 16th. He is charged with lying to the FBI. A government watchdog found immigration officials wasted $17 million on unused hotels for migrants last year. That after hiring a politically connected contractor that failed to meet COVID-19 protocols. The Department of Homeland Security's Inspector General said in a Tuesday report Immigration and Customs Enforcement entered into this $87 million contract with a nonprofit company, Endeavors to Provide Services for the Surge of Migrants at the Southern Border. Here's former ICE Director Tom Holman. Look, the president has failed. The, the borders are out, Harris. Where the hell is she at? In, in sec, Secretary
0: Mayorkas needs to be impeached. He needs to resign from office because he's an embarrassment for the position he holds.
1: Additionally, officials allege that endeavors put migrant families and the outside population at risk of contracting COVID-19 by not following testing procedures before transporting migrants. Police have arrested a suspect in connection with a shooting at his busy shopping mall in South Carolina's capital. Happened Saturday, 14 people were injured. Columbia Police Chief W.H. Skip Hallbrook said 22-year-old Joanne M. Price, who was one of three people initially detained by law enforcement as a person of interest, remains in police custody. Price is expected to be charged with unlawful carrying of a pistol.
2: We don't believe this was random. Um, I think that's very important in situations like this. Um, We believe that uh, the individuals that were armed knew each other, uh, and there was some type of conflict that occurred that resulted in gunfire. This was not a situation where we had some random person show up at a mall to, you know, discharge a firearm and just, you know, injure people.
1: Also, a mass shooting in Furman, South Carolina, left at least nine people hurt Sunday morning, according to the South Carolina Law Enforcement Division. To date, there have been more than 130 mass shootings so far this year, according to the Gun Violence Archive. A former British security chief has warned that Russian President Vladimir Putin could consider striking a NATO base that in order to halt the transfer of arms to war-torn Ukraine. National Security Advisor Lord Ricketts says Putin is becoming increasingly desperate to choke off the flow of arms to Ukraine. Here's Ricketts back in February.
2: And I'm afraid their objective is to topple the Ukrainian government and replace it with a puppet regime, uh, turn Ukraine into a a pro-Russian weak state on their border. As part of President Putin's paranoid Hatred of NATO and a feeling he has to surround himself with buffer states.
1: Ricketts says Putin may even attack aircraft or convoys headed to Ukraine from NATO alliances. Ricketts has also warned that the conflict could continue for years. Dozens of elderly patients at a hospital in Shanghai have died after contracting COVID 19. However, official government figures claim no deaths in Shanghai have been caused by COVID since 2020. Officials obtained documents uh, the the BBC did suggesting that at least 27 unvaccinated patients from a single hospital have died from what it called underlying health problems. Shanghai is enforcing its 25 million residents into lockdown for three weeks, prompting citizens to scream from their apartments in protest. Official figures say there have been no deaths during the current outbreak across Shanghai. 77 WABC. Time check, 5.15. Justin Ellick to my left
2: with a look at sports. Morning, Justin. Good morning, Deb, and I am indeed to your left. And I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. We'll begin on the hardwood where the Nets' first round opener in Boston against the Celtics didn't exactly go according to plan. A tight one throughout. Brooklyn held on to uh, the thread of a one-point lead, just seconds away from a one-nothing series series lead, before Marcus Smart found Jason Tatum breaking to the rim as time expired.
0: Jalen Brown kicks it out. Smart fakes inside. Tatum spins and he's put the comes in. Celtics four by one. That's They counted. They counted. It. It's over
2: that call courtesy of ESPN. Tatum totaled 31 points on the night. And Jalen Brown added 23 for the Celtics on their way to a 115 to 114 game one victory. Brooklyn will try and knock things up in game two set for Wednesday night in Beantown. As for the rest of yesterday's NBA playoff basketball, the Heat took game one from the Hawks at home, 115 to 91. The Bucks held on in Milwaukee by a score of 93 to 86 over the Bulls and the Suns defended their home court, seeking the Pelicans 110 to 99. Quickly to the lone ice hockey game from last night as the Islanders get doubled up by the Maple Leafs up north by a score of 4-2. to Toronto tender Jack Campbell picked up the slack of an absent NHL goals leader Austin Matthews racking up 27 saves to carry the Leafs' to victory. Up next for the Isles is a date on their home ice with the Florida Panthers come tomorrow night. Looking ahead to action on the ice tonight, the Devils would be the lone competitor with their face off in Vegas against the Golden Knights set for 10 p.m. Eastern time. Finally for some baseballs, the Mets showed the Yankees what a good New York baseball team looks like over the weekend. The orange and blue walk in the air Arizona Diamondbacks into Queens and promptly took two out of three from them to improve their early season record to seven and three. Pete Alonso made his presence felt in yesterday's finale with this two run jack to give the Mets a five run cushion.
0: Pete drives one toward the gap in left center field, heading back toward the fence. It's out of here. Pete Alonso with a line drive, two run homer. His third home run of the season, and the Mets having a five nothing lead.
2: That call courtesy of SNY. Pinch hitter JD Davis, Date Davis, excuse me, delivered an RBI single in a three run six frame and the Mets at the road happy with a five to nothing win. They'll be on their way to San Francisco for a four game set with the Giants set to begin tonight at 710 PM Eastern time. As for the Yankees, well, they didn't look like the Bombers were accustomed to seeing as they dropped two out of three over the weekend to an abysmal Baltimore Orioles team. Twelve strikeouts over five dominant innings from nasty Nestor Cortez were wasted by a Yankees offense that looked lost and overmatched yesterday as they made Orioles left-hander Bruce Zimmerman look like prime Randy Johnson a route to the 5 to nothing loss. The Yanks will get an off day today to try and sort things out before kicking off a three-game series in Detroit against the Tigers tomorrow night. Here the early news sports update. I'm Justin Ellick on
1: 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Justin. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Increasing clouds throughout the day are highs 54, 30% chance of rain late afternoon. Expect rain overnight, the low 42. And tomorrow wind should end by about 8 in the morning. Then clearing skies, turning partly sunny. The high tomorrow, 54. Right now, 38 degrees. Clear skies here in Manhattan. Frank Morano has your business report. Thank you, Deb.
0: I am Frank Moreno with your business report. The New York Stock Exchange and the NASDAQ were closed for Good Friday, but resumed normal hours with this morning's opening bell. Stocks were down at Thursday's closing bell. The Dow Jones fell by 113 points. The S&P 500 dropped by 54 points, and the NASDAQ lost 292 points. U.S. housing sales are heating up again this spring, but the highest mortgage rates in more than a decade threatened to cool the sales pace that has gripped the market for nearly two years. Home sales rose last year to the highest levels since 2006 as the COVID-19 pandemic changed consumers' housing priorities and remote work enabled people to move farther from work. While record high home prices and record low inventory of homes for sale have pushed many would-be buyers to the sidelines. Intense demand has kept activity at historically strong levels. The price of eggs has soared in recent weeks, in part because of a huge bird flu wave that has infected nearly 27 million chickens and turkeys in the United States. The spread of the virus among poultry has been tremendous, particularly among chickens raised for their eggs. According to the USDA, the price of a dozen eggs in November... Covered around a dollar. Right now, that price is $2.95 and rising. A recent software update for Apple's iPhones includes a pregnant man emoji as well as a number of other gender neutral cartoons. According to the Wall Street Journal, Apple rolled out the update in mid March, adding the pregnant emoji as well as a gender neutral person with crown emoji to go alongside the king and queen cartoons. Apple has added thirty-five other emojis. I'm Frank Morano with your business report on seventy-seven WABC. I'll be back at one a.m. on the other side of midnight.
1: Thanks, Frank. And looking at futures this morning, the Dow's down seventy-nine points at thirty-four thousand two hundred seventy-nine. S&P five hundred also down eighteen and three-quarter points. The Nasdaq down eighty-five and a half points. Gold's up twenty-one dollars ninety cents an ounce at one thousand nine hundred ninety-six dollars eighty cents. Crude oil back up above $100, a barrel at $106.64, actually down 31 cents this morning.
0: The WABC Early News.
1: Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. New York City Mayor Eric Adams Sunday called for a national and a local approach to escalating violence because of the nationwide and local increases in crime. His comments came as New York City still reeling from last Tuesday's subway rampage in which 10 people were shot. Others hurt as well. New York City Police Commissioner Key Sewell credited an NYPD manhunt and alert New Yorkers for the Wednesday arrest of suspect Frank James, who called a tip line on himself. Adams has repeatedly called for more federal support. We have to unbottleneck the courts. Too many
0: people during COVID, when courts close down, have not served their time or have not been in the courtroom. And then we have to be honest about some of the things we're doing generationally that has created the crime problem that we are facing right now. And that is why we believe in intervention and prevention to solve this issue that we're facing.
1: Adams, of course, a former NYPD police captain, won office last year on a tough-on-crime platform. The mayor has brought back the NYPD's controversial street crime units. He's worked with New York Governor Hochul to increase police presence on subways, among other steps. No injuries after gunfire erupted at a subway station in the Bronx. This happened early Saturday. Four rounds were fired right into a subway car at the 183rd Street station. That's in Fordham Heights. Happened around two in the morning. Investigators collected four shell casings from a northbound number four train platform A man and a woman believed to be in their late 20s fled that station and remain on the run as of this morning. NYPD crime stats show that violent crime on the subway is skyrocketing. Robberies surged 72% with 165 reported this year through April 10th. That's up from 96 in the same time period last year. As for felony assaults, they rose 28% with 169 attacks logged compared to 132 during the same time period a year earlier, according to CompStat data. Rapes doubled from two to four. The stats do not include the 10 people who were shot, 20 others hurt in last Tuesday's subway shooting in Sunset Park, Brooklyn. Here's Police Commissioner Key Chance Sewell on ABC over the weekend.
2: I do agree. We cannot lose sight of the victims of crime. We believe the system has to be fair and balanced. But when we lose sight of the victims of crime, we are not doing what public safety is intended to do.
1: Nonviolent crimes are also way up underground. Grand larceny spiked 110 percent to 275 from 131. Overall, major felonies reported in the subway system rose 68 percent to 617 from 367 through April 10th. Murders decreased from 3 to 2. A 44-year-old man was beaten unconscious just before midnight last Thursday. This happened at the Roosevelt Avenue Jackson Heights station on the E-Line in Queens. The NYPD released disturbing video Saturday morning of three suspects attacking this 44-year-old man with his own cane until the victim was beat unconscious. This man was also kicked. Police say a verbal dispute preceded this violent attack. Retired NYPD Police Sergeant Joseph Giacalone told CBS the city needs to make the subways safer.
0: You start by making it look like it's safe. Change, you know, fix the light bulbs that are burnt out. Clean out the garbage. I mean, I I was in the city the other day and I'm I'm dodging bottles and cans on the subway platforms and on the staircases.
1: One of three suspects in this attack is under arrest. 36-year-old Palwinder Singh, who's Reportedly, homeless was taken into custody Friday evening. He starts with robbery and assault. And you can take a look at that video for those two other suspects police are looking for. It's up on our website, wabcradio.com. Two men were shot on the Lower East Side Sunday morning. Police say two men were involved in some kind of a dispute, happened around 4.15 in the morning right in front of Ludlow and Stanton Streets when one of these men pulled out a gun and started firing. A man involved in the dispute was shot, as well as an innocent bystander hit by this gunfire. New York City Mayor Eric Adams has vowed to fight the lawlessness that's been rampaging throughout New York City. New York is filled as if a sea of
0: violence is engulfing our city. But as your mayor, I promise you, I will not let this happen. We will not surrender our city to the violent few. We're going to go back, and we won't go back to the bad
1: old days. Both victims taken to Bellevue Hospital and are expected to survive. Gruesome discovery in Forest Park in Queens by a man walking in the park early Saturday. A woman identified as Orsolia Gal found stuffed inside of a duffel bag. Police connected the body to a crime scene at 72-24 Juno Street, about a half mile away. Avers told Eyewitness News they were shocked to hear details of the woman's death been neighbors for years. saw her yesterday in the backyard. She was pretty calm, pretty calm. Lots of family, lots of boys. Um, sociable. I know she's kind of out there, you know, living her life. Normal family, normal kids. Just, you know, nothing odd about them. Police say they question one of the woman's two sons. He was released from custody and investigations ongoing. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center... Today's high is 54. We have a 30% chance of rain after 4 p.m. increase in clouds throughout the day. Rain overnight, the low is 42. Precipitation should end by about 8 o'clock tomorrow morning, then clearing, turning partly sunny, the high 54. Right now, 38 degrees, mostly clear skies. Pope Francis celebrated Easter Mass Sunday in St. Peter's Square for the first time since a COVID pandemic. The day overshadowed by the war in Ukraine. Here's Pope Francis.
2: Our eyes, too, are incredulous on this Easter of war. We have seen all too much blood, all too much violence. Our hearts, too, have been filled with fear and anguish, as so many of our brothers and sisters have had to lock themselves away in order to be safe from bombing.
1: In London, Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, called for Russia to declare a ceasefire and withdraw from Ukraine. It's the
0: WABC Early News on 77 WABC.